Bubble Butt Boyfriend Billy. Bubble Butt Boyfriend Billy. <clears throat> Hello? Hello, Michelle. I hear you like scary movies. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, snap. Well, you've got your slashers, supernatural, campy. And I know this is you, Mark. It's not the 90s. Caller ID, bro. The voice sounds good, though. Aw, thanks. So then you've got zombie, creature feature, possession. All right, Michelle, we and... get it. No, seriously, are we talking psychological thrillers, vampires? Ooh, found footage. Boo, you whore. Welcome to prime time, bitch. You'll float, too. You'll float, too. Here's Johnny. I see dead. What's up, everybody? Ooh. My name is Michelle. My name is Mark. And welcome to Boo You Horror. Guys, this week we've got a great one. Sleepaway yeah. Camp. Yeah. It's a great one, y'all. It was released in 1983, directed by Robert Hiltzik. And of course, it stars Felissa Rose, Jonathan Tierston, Karen Fields, and Christopher Calais. And oh man, Mark. I love this movie. It's crazy. Batshit crazy. It's nuts. No pun intended. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we gotta do the 90-second recap, and you're starting us off today. All right. Sleepaway camp. There's kids on a little boat with their dad, and they get ki- uh, uh their dad, and one kid gets killed um by a speedboat, and then the the surviving kid is Angela, and she is adopted by her crazy aunt, and then her and her cousin Ricky go to sleepaway camp, and then um there's a bunch of assholes there, and then Angela it never says shit, and then uh Ricky's always defending her, and then there's pedophiles, there's uh creepy camp counselors with uh, super short shorts uh and then um um <laughs> and then uh uh the uh, uh oh man why am i i am blanking it's hard okay um oh um, no oh no <laughs> so then all these people start dying except for the creepy pedophile he just ends up severely burned which he totally deserved but then people start dying and so we're wondering who's the killer who could it be could it be the creepy girl who just stares at everybody and so um, we see teenagers get picked off one by one, some adults. And then at the end, there's a Angela's like, you know what? I'm going to go like Sandy and Grease and be a bad girl now. Meet me at the lake and I'm going to get naked. But then they find her at the lake with a boyfriend. And then she naked, but she got a dingling. She sure do. And so she's standing there. She's going, ah, ah, and her peepee is flopping in the wind. And oh my gosh, I can't believe we got through that 90 seconds mark. Good, I'm glad. I, I feel less bad now that I, I blanked. I was like, I, I guess I wanted to save some for you. I didn't want to get to the end or anything. I don't know. It's a very complex plot, Mark. It's, there's uh, plenty. There's, there's, a lot, there's a lot in there. There's many layers. We have a lot to say <laughs> and only so much time to say it. Come on, Michelle. What do you like about this one? What do you remember about Sleepaway Camp? You know... My favorite line in the entire movie comes at the very beginning, and it's just two words. Richard Angela. I love <laughs> the aunt in this. She is like my favorite character in this whole movie. She reminds me, like she I, she looks like John Cameron Mitchell. I don't know if you know who John Cameron Mitchell is. He originated Hedwig in The Angry Inch, so he really uh, looks, mm. she really looks like him, and oh my God, she's so funny. I love her. She's so quirky and <laughs> she's just, great. she's uncomfortable. It is. 
I love that part of it too. You know, when I first watched it, I think I thought I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cheesy. This is so campy. But I was like, no, I was just like the only person who's acting like this. And it works. It works for me. It's so good. She's just like, hmm, no, no, that wouldn't be good, would yes, it? Yes, Angela. <laughs> it only works, I feel like, for this movie. Like any other movie, I'd be like, this lady's a terrible actress, but it totally works. Wasn't that nice of me? Hmm? Yeah, it's just amazing to me how, okay, obviously everyone who has seen Sleepaway Camp did not see the end coming. You thought you had it figured out and you didn't have oh, it. No. But she gives so many clues in that opening scene. I was like, how did I not know? She does. She does. And I just can't get over her outfit, too. She has such a great outfit, too. She has, like, this beret, this scarf, this yellow sweater cardigan. She looks hilarious. She She's looks like so... every theater teacher we ever had in public school theater, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Oh, man. Mark, Michelle. Angela. <laughs> I made you grilled cheese sandwiches. Wasn't that nice of me? <laughs> and she even says, like, oh, you know, we got physicals or whatever, but we, we can't tell how we got those. But good thing I'm a doctor. And I wonder if Ricky knows because he says, I'll never tell. Yeah. No matter what they do, I'll never tell. So that I, is my ultimate question. Does Ricky know? I know because he knew them. Did he? Uh, the kids at the beginning, they say, Aunt Martha's coming. Mm. And yeah, yeah. And then at the end, that's when she's like, Ricky will be so happy to see a girl when he arrives or something and like she that. Keeps, she keeps saying like, my little girl, my little girl. And, my you know, in the beginning, when you watch that for the first time, you're like, oh, OK, she's kind of weird. And then you watch it again. Ricky's just worried about chips. Ricky just wants a bag of chips for the road. <laughs> He's like, Mom, stop being so crazy. Is there a bag of chips in there? Yes, I believe a whole bag. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I could like talk about her the whole time. Like I want a movie just based on the mom, on the aunt. She is so funny. I literally went to IMDb and was like, what else did she do? But she really didn't do that much. But... Yeah, I, I noticed that too. She didn't do much, but hey, hey, yeah. it stuck it stuck with us. Yeah. I really remember like seeing these VHS covers in mm -hmm. like Hastings or you're like Blockbuster, all these uh video stores growing up. You're making us look old, Mark. Hey, hey, that's what I that's what intrigued me. And I didn't watch these until later in life as an adult. Same. But they always intrigued me because, uh, you know, like the sequels have like the Freddy uh, glove and a Jason mask when Angela's backpack or something. And it has no one in the movie on the cover. Exactly. Like she's just some random model. <laughs> she's a lot hotter. I'm not going to lie. I was like, "Ooh, who's this hot new Angela? And then I watch it and I was like, oh, wait, you're who cute. Is? <laughs> <laughs> you're adorable, aren't you? The sequels are definitely their own thing. Yes. I think also when the creator of this one, Robert Hiltzik, is just like kind of like doesn't want much to do with the sequels. That but would make sense. He is proud of this one. It was his first one. He dedicated to his mom, to Mama Doer, is what is said. And okay, I'm really stupid <laughs> when I saw that. You think she like a pooer? Well, it says a doer. And I was like, is this like a dot doer, like an initial and a last name? Or is it just like she was a doer, got things taken care of? A door. <laughs> she was just a, do a door. A door. <laughs> 
<laughs> she adore. But yeah, uh, with some of the insurance money from his mom's passing, that's what helped uh, finance this movie. Really? Yeah. He got 15 whole dollars? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The setting is all very cool because it is at an actual camp. Yeah, it's super pretty. Like, it started and I was like, I want to go there. Yeah, it's, it's really lovely. They filmed it in the fall when it wasn't mm. being used. So they got, I think, a nice little discount on it. And I didn't really notice, but apparently they would had to like spray paint a lot of the grass what? and uh, leaves green because it was fall. <laughs> uh it was getting on the actors like clothing and everything like that they're like man these grass stains sure are bad this year they sure do smell too <laughs> oh my gosh exactly there's like no grass in the longest baseball scene in history my gosh oh my god i was like seriously With the best crop tops ever i <laughs> and the angriest boys like why are these young guys so pissed off they hate each other they're like buzz off peckerhead oh no. I'm like, oh he told him <laughs> they hate each other but they can't help but get naked with each other as much as possible bro i don't can we one word arty can we just talk about arty the creepy cafeteria manager Art, the the cook yes the pedophile i was uncomfortable because i'm watching it with 2023 eyes right and i'm like yeah is this supposed to be funny like is this supposed to be like, huh, yeah, he's a I don't think pedophile. it's supposed to be. I mean, who knows? But I don't think I don't think it was supposed to because I think we were happy that, you know, he got such a severe death. I mean, not even death, mm -hmm. but I mean, he could have died. A severe burn. Uh, and that's one of my favorites in the movie. Speaking of this pedophile. Oh, that's a, that's <laughs> he, a great. So, yeah. I mean, it's so creepy. So we open up in the camp. All the kids are coming to camp and he's talking to Ben, who is James Earl Jones' dad. No way. Yes. Yes. You can even hear it when he talks. Yes. Hey, the situation's brother was in the opening scene. The little boy on the boat. I know that one. Mike, the situation's brother. Yes. Was the little boy. So he plays. Um. Um. What's what's Angela's name? What's Angela's real name? Felissa Rose? No, what's Angela? Peter. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so, yes. So Mike the Situation's brother plays Peter. But yes, uh, the Ben was played by Robert Earl Jones, the father of James Earl Jones. Wow. So, yes. He was the second chef and the head chef was the pedophile Artie. He's like, look at all this fresh meat. And I'm like, is no one going to report this man? Exactly. No. I mean, come on. No, nothing's happening. Like, nothing's happening. What was Mel going to do? Mel, he owns the camp. The and old guy. like Every time something happens, he's just like, uh, nothing happened, all right? Nothing happened. <laughs> Which is weird, but like, I just love all the buses roll up and the kids are coming out and he's just sitting there smoking. He's like, what's up? He's just sitting there smoking him. And is it Roddy? They're yeah, just like yeah. sitting there smoking and yelling at the kids, come on. And there's one kid that falls on his ass in front of them. No They're just way. like, keep it, keep it, keep it, <laughs> keep going. And I love <laughs> Mel's outfit. Just is like high to the knee socks, his high ass socks. So 70s, his slicked hair. He's nasty. He's very fun. Um, he looks like a fish. He looks like one of those uh, Billy Bat. One of the Billy Bass fish that the the singing the fish. The ones that used to like lay on the wall and then they turn towards you and sing it. So supposedly <laughs> when they're getting off the bus and they're all arriving and stuff, supposedly Angela has a Rocky Horror bag with Frankenfurter on it, which is like a foreshadowing <gasps> about sweet transvestite. Like, oh, I've never noticed that. I've, I've never noticed it. I just saw it after when I was like kind of researching and going through my notes and I'm like. I have to go back and look at that. Well, we gotta, we gotta, 
we gotta mention the children at the beginning because my goodness, the thickest New York accents in the world. I love. Oh, you mean them. the kids on the boat? Yes, the kids on the boat. Baby Angela and Peter. The, the tiny, tiny boat. Yes, the tiny. It's like a kayak, boat. and they're treating it like a sailboat. Yes, it's so funny. Uh, let's uh, hear some of that. Party out, Daddy! Tell me you leave me alone. Peter started it. I did not. You liar. Did too. Did not. All right, let's settle down and stop. I love their thick New York accents. You liar. You liar. He started it. <laughs> Magically, they're gone by the time they're, uh, Angela's at camp, but she didn't really talk, so maybe it's actually there. She It's kind of there a little bit. If you listen to some of the uh, the scenes later, when, uh, when Paul comes up and surprises her, when she's looking around, she's like, I thought you were the killer. I love it. I lo- I mean, they're all clearly from New York. So, I mean, that and I mean, the such thick New York accents. I love it, though. It's so fun. And Felissa Rose and Jonathan Tierson. I'm sorry. They were just so they were so cute. And Felissa, I feel so bad, Mark. I feel so bad because for years I would be I'd like make fun of how she makes the Angela face at the end of the movie in every picture she takes. And I was like, man, her her jaw's going to get stuck like that. And then my friend got me a cameo from her for my birthday one year. And she is the absolute sweetest woman. And I feel so I've bad her, for making yes. fun of her all of those years because she is. Oh, my God. She's an angel. She's so sweet. I've seen her at conventions. She's always looked sweet. And I, I'm going to uh, Son of Monster Palooza this uh, coming October. And like a lot of the sleepaway camp cast is going to be yes. there. I'm so excited. Uh, Felissa Rose. Uh, I think Jonathan Tierston. Uh, Karen Fields. I'm so excited. I think Christopher Collet is going to be there, too. So That's awesome. Ah, so, I want to get uh, Karen Fields, who plays Judy. I want to get her to sign uh, a <laughs> curling iron. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Can we talk about Judy? Okay, so Judy. We have to talk about Judy. You can't mention this movie. Like, Judy is a very important, and she's one of the best villains in history because, damn, you fucking hate Judy. And Meg, you hate Meg, too. But Judy is just love. Like, she, you can tell she loves stirring the fucking pot. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Meg M-E-G. I was like, how else are you going to s- spell Meg? Is it like M-E-H-G? Like Meg. Exactly. Gig. Meg. But, okay, her and Judy got a weird thing going on. Why is this counselor such besties with the camper? Inappropriate. But Judy. I think just because they're both bitches and they're just like, yay, let's be bitchy together. Yeah, that's true. Well, one, <laughs> why does Judy talk the way she does? Because she's like, everything she says, she's like, no, I'm well, I think it's like the popular girl sound. Like mm, I have never mm, heard a popular yeah. girl be like, "Oh, I bet she doesn't even have her period yet." <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. So, um, I mean, it's a, it I'm was not... a choice. If she talked like the rest of, if she talked like, "I bet she never had a period yet," we thought it would be thinking it was hilarious. I mean, so if she had a thick New York accent. It would be hilarious, it would be. but it wouldn't be as effective. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not knocking the actress whatsoever. I'm not knocking her. Um, she did a great job. I was just, I realized like everything she says, and so drawn up. And, I but lo- yeah, I, I mean, it, it helped in not liking her. Exactly. For the longest time, I was like, oh, I can't stand watching this movie sometimes because her and Meg get on my fucking nerves. But I'm also like, but they're doing such a good, I mean, they're amazing at it. Like they're doing mm-hmm. their job because- they're such bullies and you hate her. And mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Like, if the bitch was staring at me too, I'd be like, damn. <laughs> like, what, you, what, what, you, what are you doing? Taking pictures? I love what she said. Right. What are you doing? 
doing? Taking she, pictures? <laughs> like, that's the thing. You're like, you're supposed to feel bad for Angela, but I had that thought. I think I even wrote in my notes. I said, Angela's weird. Like, she doesn't talk and she just stares with those big old eyes. Yes, like, I mean, like, maybe let other people know, like, here's Angela, she's a little goofy. And then I'd be like, okay, well, then I'll let her get away with it then, you know? But no, like, you wouldn't, Mark. You'd be like, I don't care if you're weird. You don't need to be looking at me. I'll just be like, I'm going to put up this little blanket, <laughs> uh, this little barrier. I'm going to make a little fort. I just want to know, Mark, can you please tell me, why does Judy have a T-shirt that just says Judy? Oh my God! I want to be that for Halloween. I want, <laughs> I want a huge side pony. I want a shirt that says Judy and those little shorts and a vo- volleyball. Why do we have to play volleyball? <laughs> and Angela, well, Angela gets to play. Talk to the boys. <laughs> and the way she says volleyball, I love it. Volleyball. Volleyball. <laughs> so good. Well, you know that Judy was not the original Judy. I know. I was hoping you were going to bring Who this up. Who was it, Mark? Who was it supposed to be? Jane. Jane Krakowski. Yes. Famous from 30 Rock, Kimmy Schmidt, the wonderful Jane Krakowski. You know how I know her? Yes, Viva Rock Vegas. Every time I see her, I just know her from um, National Lampoon's Vacation <laughs> uh, because she's Cousin Vicky, and she's like, I French kiss. And then Audrey's like, everyone knows how to do that. And she says, yeah, but my daddy says I'm the best at it. Oh. That's a vacation. I don't like that. <laughs> Did you ever see Vacation, Mark? Well, I mean, yes, but I don't. I didn't remember. It's kind that of a one. white people movie. It it was definitely one of the you know the one of your classics growing up. I like it, but you know, it just wasn't something I watched a lot. Apparently, Judy's death scene. I think I think actually, like Jane probably thought this was just like a fun camp movie, and then read the script and was like, "Oh, this is not what I signed up for." <laughs> well, it would have been so great. I would have loved that. But hey, she. Uh, she made it. <laughs> She's done a lot would of she, That's the thing. If she would have played Judy, would she have the career she has now? I. She could have been a screen queen. Hey, we got to talk about Judy's side pony. That side pony. She looked like Cousin It in some scenes. <laughs> Just like, that is so much hair. She does have a lot of hair. She tilts her head to the opposite side of her side pony. And it's like she's trying to balance it out. I can't even I take her it. name seriously because... When I was a teenager, you know, a bunch of girls hanging around, we were all talking about like what our moms called our hoo-hahs when we were little, because every mom has like a name, and everyone's like, oh, she called it, you know, my private, my, um, you know, my nanu or whatever, and then one of my nanu. friends was like, my mom called it Judy. <laughs> I was like, your mom called your vagina Judy, and now every time I hear Judy, that's what I think of. <laughs> oh, man. Well, now, now how can I not think of that every time I hear Judy? You're welcome, Mark. You're welcome. Every time I watch, exactly, every time I watch Scream 5 when he is Sheriff Judy, I'm going to, oh, That's no. what I thought of. I was like, why would they name oh, her after no. a vagina? <laughs> why would they? Why? Why would why? that? Come on, guys. Oh, Got to well. think ahead. <laughs> Obviously, we watched these, these movies when we were older. I didn't even hear about Sleepaway Camp until I was like probably 20 or so. But who did you, when you were watching it, think the killer was? Did you know it was Angela or did you kind of waffle back and forth? Uh, I felt like it was Angela because it just seemed like the like it made the most sense because Ricky was so mad mm. 
Well, rightfully so. He was defending, and he was great. Like uh, another little fun fact is uh, in the auditions, uh, they had the actors auditioning for Ricky uh, scream obscenities, oh. and so yeah, and he, clearly he was amazing at it. Like he really is, and like it's not even like goofy when it does it. I guess you know it could gotta be yeah. funny, but he's so mad. You bastards are gonna pay for this, cocksuckers, bricks. Oh. He's like in it, like he's committed and he's like pissed off at these guys. So I, for kid actors, they, they were all great. I mean, I don't really know how old they were. I think he was probably like, you know, in like 17, I think, or something. And I think Felissa, yeah, I think Felissa Rose was like 13. Uh, but there was all, there was a definitely a, a wide range of ages. There was. Some kids are like 10 years old in the same camp with a freaking 30 year old. There was like this right. tall looking. They're even at the dance. And I'm like, why are the fourth graders here with the seniors? <laughs> and his like Ricky's bully, um, Billy. <laughs> he's so mad. Billy gets so pissed so easily when he's like going to the lake trying to convince the girls to skinny tip with him. He's like, you guys don't know how to have fun. Come on, boys. Let's all get naked and jump in the lake together. And then you just see a parade of white asses <laughs> just <laughs> passing the camera. <laughs> and they all just hop in the lake, you know, because fuck girls. Let's all get in the lake naked together. You know, for being like such a simple time back then, they were so angry. And I'm like, guys, you don't even know what's coming later in life in, in the decades they to come. They were so mad. And he, why was Billy so mad at Ricky? I mean, I don't know what their age differences were supposed to be in the movie, but Billy is like a grown ass man and he doesn't need to be going to camp anymore. That actually takes us to maybe not my favorite kill, but my favorite, like, oh, we found the dead person because the snake oh, comes out of his yes, nose yes, and yes. mouth. And it just makes me like, Ugh. like, I grabbed my nose. When I was watching. I was like, I don't like it's that. Kenny. The character's name is Kenny because I always think, oh, my God, they killed <laughs> Kenny. Oh, my God, they killed Kenny. You bastard. Yes, I love I love that. That's your fa that's one of your favorite. Kills. You know, it's probably not like my favorite, like action kill. But upon finding the body. Yes, because it's so like. Yeah, but, the action kill itself is so simple. It's like, why did you not fight back? It looked, it looked like he was just waving. Yeah. Like, okay, we see a head come up. He's in a canoe under the lake. The canoe was uh, turned over, and then he's like talking. He's like trying to scare this girl, and then we see a head come up, and then push Kenny's head under the canoe, and all we see is Kenny's hand. It looks like he's just waving by, like he's just accepting Bye. his fate immediately. Just like, you know what? Bye. Was I the only one that was like, how did she hold her breath for that long to like swim all the way out there? And then I was going to ask you, was that like CG, ADCG, or was that practical? Like, was that practically done? These were all practical. These were all practical. How did they do practical. that? They did a life cast of the actor. This was all oh. just, yeah, that was a dummy. And it's, but it looks great though, right? It like, does. I, I was kind of hoping you were going to say he actually, like, put a snake in his sinuses and, like, had it come <laughs> out. The dummy reminded me of, spoiler alert for if any anybody who hasn't seen Jeepers Creepers, but <laughs> it mm. reminded me of Justin Long's cadaver at the end of Jeepers Creepers. It, yep. looked, it looked like Justin Long <laughs> with the snake coming out of his Except uh, mouth. Except we couldn't see through his eye holes into what was behind him. Oh, yeah, yes. tell me about the practical effects because you're so good at all of this stuff. So I, I want to hear about it. Okay, so movie. the person who was in charge of practical effects for this is a guy named Ed French. 
and he is a makeup artist for uh have you seen cooties you, you oh saw of cooties, course right? i've seen cooties yes cooties he also worked on uh, one of my favorite goofy comedies white chicks no way <laughs> so he's one of the, yes 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 and down, he's down. done that's all i gotta say. creep show 2 terminator 2 he's, he's done a lot of great things the special effects team were william billowit and ed fountain and they both worked on Creepshow 1 and 2. So wanted to give them a shout out because I loved, it was one of my favorite things about this movie, is the special effects, the practical effects of this. Because one of my favorites was Mel's death. Okay, tell me about that. Because I have one of my favorites and I want to ask you how it was done and if you know. But tell me about Mel's death. Okay, so Mel's, Mel gets shot in the neck uh, with an arrow. And it enters through the front, comes out the back. And you see all that. Uh, all in one shot, and it doesn't pan out or anything. And you see, like, I even slowed it down. You see the arrow coming in. So I'm like, how did they do this? And it was just like uh, some kind of, like, spring-operated thing. Really? I thought it was going to be another cast. No, no. It was just uh, some kind of, I mean, obviously, the, you know, the neck was, you know, probably a prosthetic or something like that. Hold but... up. How are you going to have a prosthetic neck and not a prosthetic head? What do you mean? You can have a prosthetic neck. Well, then what's his head attached to? If, if, if it's a fake neck to have an arrow go through <laughs> no. it, what's his head attached to? Like the prosthetic was built as there's a layer of prosthetic in the front of his throat. But Oh, and so you're saying. And there's a spring that comes out the back. So Got it. So, yeah, so something connected at the front of his throat and there's a spring that comes out the back to make it look like it came out. It looked out. very good. It looked amazing. That's one of my favorite because I was just like, how do they do that? And for it to be a practical effect, that was amazing. My question is, Artie, when he's all burned and laying there in his, yes. you can see his burns like getting worse on camera. And they're like, they're like bubbling, it's like bloop, bloop, bloop. And it's nasty. And then I think one pops. They're blistering. Yes. So Artie, the pedophile, there's this huge pot. He's on a chair hovering over this huge pot of corn <laughs> and the killer pushes him. He pushes him by the butt. His dirty yeah. ass butt. He has the dirtiest butt in the world. And then like, so he's like hovering over the boiling corn and he's like, hey, kid, get me down from here. I'll make you a Sunday. <laughs> and then we see two of the veiniest, muscliest arms. <laughs> Cub and move the chair that he's standing on, bringing the pot of boiling corn on him, and he is just covered in burns. burns. We see his hands first in the shot, and they're just like blistering. And Ben comes in. Ben is so fucking funny. He comes in. I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing, Ben? He's like, did you just decide to go for a swim? What the fuck are you wearing? And he's just like, ooh. And he just like stares and like, ooh. And ah. How did Angela get out of there so quick? Without Ben saying, maybe Ben did see, but it was like, you know what? He deserved it because he talked to me you about know, the Baldies. Well, he does say later on when uh, when Mel offers him um, a pay raise to, you know, kind of keep it hush hush. Mm -hmm. uh, he's like, I always thought he did have a little devil in yeah. it. So, I mean, he clearly he clearly knew that he was a crazy Creeper. pedo. But yeah, no, his blisters were awesome. Like the, his face was blistering and bubbling. How did they do that? Like how did they make them like pulse? Uh probably just I don't know for sure, but my guess would be just um some tubing, some and they would just blew back in the day and probably still now they would just blow air into the tube and uh under the prosthetic. Damn, it was so simple. Exactly. It really is. It really is. And there's so many different ways to do that, too. And uh, it just looks great. That's one of my favorite 
I guess it's not a kill, but that's one of my favorite attacks in this. Definitely because of that makeup. So when I watched this the first time, I was like, oh, that wouldn't kill him. And I'm glad that it didn't because that would have been, I was going to say, that would have been kind of silly as if the whole movie isn't silly. But I'm kind of glad that she just like burned the hell out of him. And now he has to live that way because he's gross. Yeah, he has to suffer. Exactly. He's so gross. Hey, do you know, like just off the top of your head, was Mel in anything else? Because the whole time I'm like. I'm not sure, but I do know. I think he was sick during this uh, production. I think he passed away. The actor's name is Mike Kellen. He passed away in 1983. Yeah, that's the year it came out. Yeah, but he was good. I I liked Mel. I mean, he was. Like, a lot of these characters are goofy. We can't like but... Mel. Okay, actually, no. I don't have a problem with Mel. I have a problem with Meg, M-E-G, because why was she hooking up with Mel? Well, Mel shouldn't either. Mel, I mean, it, I don't know how old Meg is. If she's 18, okay, Ew. whatever. Still, but when they're, like, doing it, is she like, I'm Meg, M-E-G, and then he's like, I'm Mel. I'm Mel, M-E-L. But they never, they never even get to hook up. Because she dies in the shower. I know. He he has his best 70s clothes mm-hmm. on. He goes looking he for her. He wasn't even quiet about it. He was like, hey, guys, me and Meg are supposed to do dinner. Huh? I know. Well, in the first, we see a, catch a glimpse of that in the first social they have when uh, the bullies are asking Angela, why are you so fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> the little asshole bullies from the other camp are like going up to Angela's, why are you so fucked up? I'm going to start just <laughs> asking is- people that. I'm going to be that blunt. Like, why are you so fucked up? Why are you so fucked up? See, I'm a terrible person because I'm like, well, does Mel have money? Because obviously it couldn't be about his personality. So does he have money? I mean, he owns he owns a lot of cabins. I mean. <laughs> he owns a cabin on the lake. The camp wasn't that nice. I mean, who, who knows? Maybe she loves the camp. You know. <laughs> She's a happy camper. That leads into probably my favorite kill. And. It's the only one that's not on screen because apparently, apparently it was too gruesome. So they had to keep it. They took the scene out, but obviously it is our beloved Judy um, dies with a curling iron in her vagina. Yeah. And okay, so we don't see that. Yo, we see the door open. And if you look at the newer versions of this movie, it's uh, Jonathan Tiersten in a wig. Because it's like the the newer versions are just like lit up a little bit more, just look a little bit better. But uh, they did have Jonathan Tiersten do a lot of the things for Angela because Felissa Rose's mom apparently didn't want um, her to do a lot of these graphic things. So that's why we see Jonathan Tiersten's arms. Well, and it, it makes sense to see like a guy's arms, you know. For sure. And if you look at newer versions of the movie, when Judy's like, who is that? And it shows the person's shadow in the door. You can clearly see his yes. face with the wig on. Which is why I thought Ricky was the killer Um, in the first one. I thought Angela too. was too obvious. And so the first time I saw it, I thought Ricky was the killer because he's just so mad at the world and mad at them being mean. See, I didn't, I don't, I didn't think it was Ricky. I was just like, it just seems too. It just kind of seems too. But then obvious. you see him standing in the wig. Well, yes. Well, then I was like, oh, well, I guess it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yes. So he goes in, and she's like, oh, you. What do you want? And uh, we still don't know who it is. We just see the arm. I don't know, Mark. Her. And I know you don't know this because you are a boy, and you've always had like curly hair that you leave curly but as a woman who like uses like a flat iron nearly every day and stuff I know how much it hurts to just burn like my finger on that because it hurts like all day and so every time I see that scene I mean 
I clench up every muscle in my body because that would be so painful. Oh, I like the sizzle. I just think of fajitas. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just hear the sizzle. I see her arms, and it looks like she's just excited for fajitas. Oh, <laughs> That's what I do when I hear my, sizz- my sizzling fajitas come out. I go, ooh, Oh, yay. Lord. Well, in this case, it was a, you could probably smell the fish fajitas. Ayo. No, that's a great death. And supposedly that was a big reason why Jane Krakowski was like, not doing that. I know. And they didn't even show it. So it wasn't even that bad. But yeah, so to dispose of Judy's body, she simply moves the bed, tosses her under the bed and then moves the bed. I was like, they're going to smell that in like four to six hours. (laughs) I mean, they'd smell it now. I'd be like, damn. Doesn't, never mind. The fajitas. (laughs) Because she. Uh, yes, the fajitas. Like, ooh, Mexican food. Mark, now I can never hear the name Judy, and now I can never, like, be at a restaurant. And, you know, normally when I hear fajitas coming out, even if they're not mine, I'm excited, and I, like, look at the waiter like, ooh, look at those fajitas. And now I'm going to think of the stupid curling iron in the coochie. Well, you're a vegetarian, <laughs> so it's okay. But, yes, then let's talk about the next bully, the next very justified bully death, Meg. Meg is in there humming away. She's very excited. She's super. This is like the happiest we've ever seen Meg in the whole movie. Because she's like, I'm about to get some 60-year-old dick. I'm excited. This 60? Is He's like 85. He's, oof, I don't even, the, the man was old. And uh, smelled of cigars and scotch, I'm sure. So <laughs> Meg is in there showering. I don't know. I could just imagine that pain, like stab, and then it's just dragging all the way down. I was like, oh, no, her spinal cord. Yes. Ugh. Well, she deserved it. Oh, my gosh. She did. How the heck are you, how and why are you a camp counselor? But Meg, M-E-G, was dead, D-E-D. And she and she stayed for so long after so many incidents. And she yeah. was, like, fucking shaking Angela as she threw her ass in the lake. Yeah. Like, why? Oh, because she's fucking male. That's well, why. I mean, and, yeah, like, they throw yeah. Angela in the lake. She can't swim. And then they're like, Meg, you still have a job. Like, No. Exactly. I was shocked exactly. to learn that Felissa Rose was only paid $5,000 for this role. I hope she got royalties or like trails, residuals, something. Who knows? I mean, I don't know for sure. Like I said, us horror fans are loyal. So she's definitely getting some, even when horror fans mm-hmm. become directors, she we've seen her in so many great cameos in like Hatchet, the principal in Terrifier 2. That's right. I was so excited to see that. And then Apparently, a bunch of the cast came together in, like, 2008-ish and, like, did Return to Sleepaway Camp. And a lot of them are in it. And they, yes, like, cameo. Yes, yes. And is she in that? Yes, yes, yes. Have she you is. seen it? Uh, I haven't seen it. No, okay. no. I want to. So we definitely, we should see that and then talk about that. Yes. Sleepaway Camp. And I got to say, it really holds up. Uh, you know, I just watched this with Abby the other night. And she was jaw open. She was like, she like knew it was gonna be Angela, you know. But when when it turned out, everything okay. else I can't even describe the first time I saw that because number one, I was shocked. But that that look, that face that she's making, and uh, it was very disturbing. Like it makes it you is, uncomfortable. It is. And it the reason I mean part of the reason why she's making it the whole time is because so the body double that's not actually Felissa Rose. It's not. <laughs> They uh, did a face cast of her face, and it's a mask. It's a very awesome-looking mask. That's what I'm saying. Shout out to the special effects guy. I want you to make me one. I'll make you a Felissa Rose mask? I'll get on that. I'll yes. make myself one first. <laughs> I'll be Felissa, <laughs> and you can be Judy. 
for Halloween. Oh my gosh, wonderful. Let's do Let's it. So do oh it. Oh my gosh. Oh, that'd be so good. Okay. <laughs> so they had a body double come in and it was just a guy in town. They paid him, you know, so much money. And I wonder um, what they told him when they approached him. We've got a role for you. <laughs> and he had to like drink. He got drunk before because he was so nervous to do really? it. Really? I mean, I probably would too. And if you look in the background closely, uh, when Angela is petting the severed head mm-hmm. of Paul, obviously you're not really looking at much. But if you look at the background, uh, you see like movement by the lake. And that's the body double getting naked, getting changing <laughs> for the no scene. No one caught that? He was like, you know what? I don't got enough money. Can you scoot out of the scene just a little bit? We see your wiener. <laughs> I can see your wiener. <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to see it that far. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a bush on, around that thing. And I was like, see, Judy, you were wrong. She does have hair down there. Carpenter's dream flatters the board and needs a screw. I feel like Judy should have been the aunt's daughter because they kind of talk alike. They're so good. Okay, I want to just shout out to Jonathan Tierston. He killed it as Ricky. He is just He's like, great. he is great this whole time. And Karen Fields as Judy is great too. She is such a bitch. There's just that little moment after um she gets caught kissing Paul where she tells Ricky mm-hmm. to fuck off. And then he flips her off and then she just has like the slightest moment of you can see her insecurities and in that like after he's like just flips her off and she's like, ah, I guess I am a bitch. <laughs> it's almost like a little vibe of like, maybe I do like Ricky. Maybe I made him a little too mad. <laughs> the actors, I love the acting and the special effects. That's really what keeps me coming back for more. The practical effects. I love, love, love practical effects. And this movie does it right. They look so great till this day. And that's something you can't say about i mean rarely any movies from back in this day we even mentioned billy's death he he was in the shitter i know and i was like (laughs) how many bees are there and it looked like he was there for days his body (laughs) like it was like demon bees demon bees woohoo angela long live angela 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 i would love to see angela and her aunt come back in some version of the movie i would love that Boo You Whore is hosted by Mark Gabaldon and Michelle Tate. It is produced and edited by Abby Anderson. If you want to support the show, rate and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Find us on all platforms at Boo You Whore Pod. Eat shit and die, Ricky! Eat shit and live, Bill.